what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange on the Mesh Podcast Network, a monthly conversation about startups and small business with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. On today's show, looking for some advice on starting a business or reinventing a business during turbulent times, we'll share some ideas with you. Maybe you want to get into business. Have you considered purchasing a franchise? Our guest today is Fran Paradigm, who is currently a franchisee owner, and she'll share her experience and give us some do's and don'ts. And as always, we'll wind up with our Small Business of the Month feature, where we'll highlight some interesting businesses that you should be checking out. My name is Jeff Newville. I'm your co-host. I'm director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is dean of the School of Workforce, Productivity, and the Arts at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how's it going today? Jeff, I'm doing great. Weather's getting a little bit better as we move into, further into the spring, so um, that always makes me feel better. And then again, we're further into the semester and making good progress there. Our students are doing well this semester, although it's been a tough year. Well, I, I, I know we're getting toward the end of the semester. I know you've got a lot of work on your plate. Uh, one of the, um, the articles that you and I were discussing uh, was uh, an article for, by Hal Brunwick of NerdWallet that I saw where he was talking about uh, how turbulent times can create business opportunities. You know, we're, we're, we've been dealing with this pandemic for a year. A lot of businesses have suffered and struggled, uh, but there are some folks mm -hmm. out there that see opportunity out there. And he threw a few ideas out there that uh, our listeners can be thinking about. And some things he suggests that we focus on are, number one, you got to move quickly. You have to adapt rapidly to a change, changing market. Secondly, try to fix something that bothers you. Gary, you and I always talk about uh, the best businesses solve problems. So, uh, you know, if you're able, if you see a problem out there that uh, that uh, you might have a solution towards, that often leads to a pretty good business idea and a business startup. Yeah, and we talk about it. Um, we talk about it all the time in class. And, uh, and when we're talking, a lot of people come up with a great idea in their mind, and it may be one, but you got to make sure there's a real market for it because uh, sometimes you spend a lot of time and energy and money on something you think is great, but there's not a big market for it. So, you know, it's, if you're solving a problem of a lot of people, you, that's where you're probably going to be successful. And also going back to your first one, uh, doing it quickly. We saw a lot of success stories with your clients and many of the folks who work with the college during the pandemic, they switched from what they were doing to making masks or PPE, you know, and they're doing very well with that. Uh, you know, and I think that, is something that it can happen all the time uh, is, you know, if you see an idea, you know, jump and try to fix it. But being able to pivot is critical. And you can't assume that it's going to be the same way for the rest of our lives and not change when the uh, environment changes. Yeah. You know, two other points that he makes in his article that I think are, are 
important and interesting. Number uh, the third thing he said, look for a five degree difference. And, and what he means there is that you don't have to come up with the next Facebook or, or Amazon or this, this grand new idea, but really focus on how you might tweak an existing business model by five or 10 degrees, make it a little bit different, make it unique, make it stand out, but you don't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. That's sort of the five degree difference. And his last point was uh, don't be too quick to run out and hire people. You, know, um, you really got to watch your expenses. You got to watch your overhead. So uh, you know, hire, hire slowly. Don't rush out to, to, do staff before you make sure you've got the sales to support it. So that's, uh, that's always a, a challenge for new business as well, Gary. Yes. That one uh, you just talked about, uh, I was doing my research for the podcast as I do every Friday night out, uh, and Thursday night and anytime that shark tanks on. And uh, there was a guy who had a great idea and the sharks all liked it. But he had hired so many people that he couldn't cover his overhead and getting started. And they said, you got a great idea, but he's got so much debt that they walked away from what was a, a clever concept because he didn't manage his money very well. He had raised a lot of money, but he had spent it on a lot of folks that uh, he didn't need because his business hadn't built at that point. We don't do that at the college. Well, uh <laughs> no, it doesn't seem like we do. So, uh, so uh, they, they keep both uh, you and I very busy. But uh, we'd rather be busy than twiddling our thumbs. So that's all good. So that's exactly right. Well, why don't we let? Uh, we're, we're fortunate to have a guest with us uh, today. Let's uh, welcome uh, Fran Paradigm to our podcast. Fran, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jeff. Thank you. Excited to be here. Well, Fran is currently the co-owner of Incredible Edibles, a store in Hickory, North Carolina that focuses on nutritional wellness. When she's not in her store, she's actively involved in the sport of lacrosse as an official, a coach, the wife of our local college, Lenore Ryan University's uh, lacrosse coach, and the mother of three kids who are all active lacrosse players. I believe your daughter is a player at the University of North Carolina? She is, yeah. And that's that's where I went to school. Has a strong lacrosse background. Don't know how they're doing yes. now, but uh, that, back in the day, they won some national championships. <laughs> yeah, they're undefeated and ranked number one in the nation at the moment. So, all right, well, having a good season. Go Tar Heels! So, uh, uh, Fran is also was previously also the owner of uh, three Delishy franchises in Western North Carolina. Uh, and, you know, she's seen the good side and the bad side of being a franchise owner. Uh, she spent many years as a therapist who primarily worked with fi families and adolescents. So her interest in nutritional wellness stems from the recognition that mental health and physical health and good food choices all go hand in hand. So, uh, Fran, I really appreciate you being here. Tell us just why don't you tell us a little bit about Incredible Edibles and, and uh, what, what's going on with that? Okay. Um, so yeah, as you said, Incredible Edibles is um, a store that focuses on nutritional wellness. We do um, our, we 
vet everything we bring into the store so everything has a really good taste as well as some nutritional benefit. Um, we held on, as you mentioned, we were a Delishy Frozen Yogurt Bar franchise prior to this. So we held on to the frozen yogurt and smoothies that were so popular as Delishy um, and just kind of added all a, a lot of different um, other different aspects to the store. So we have CBD, we have high quality CBD. Um, again, that's been third party tested and, um, you know, we know that it tastes really good too. So it's not, it's not just the benefit of the CBD. So we go through a lot of testing to, before we bring the products into the store. Um, and then we have a lot of drinks. We have kombucha, which is, I mean, it's been around for a long time, but I think is gaining popularity. We've got kombucha on tap, which is very popular in our store right now. Um, we also, this is where it gets a little bit complicated, but we also have a fully functioning edible arrangements within the store. So we actually have two different businesses under one roof, but kind of combined three businesses. We combined the frozen yogurt from Delishy, um, the, the edible pieces from Incredible Edibles, and then the edible arrangements as well. So yeah, we've got, we're juggling a lot over there. <laughs> and, and now, now when did you start up, uh, this, this particular operation? I, Cause I got to think that, uh, it seems to me that you were pretty much starting right when COVID was hitting or right before COVID was hitting. And that must've created all sorts of challenges as well. Yes. Um, it was very interesting. So we, so, uh, Delishy, Delicious Frozen Yoga Bar was a very, very small franchise, um, and they, the corporate office just kind of disappeared, went out of business in October of 2019. And so we had a choice to make, right? We could either close down, we could try to continue as Delicious, or we could rebrand and expand what we, what we offered. Um, so in thinking about it, um, well, I'm not. I'm not very creative, um, and so trying to kind of create a new brand myself was very overwhelming. Um, so just looking at what our options were, we honed in on edible arrangements because it had um, it made sense with what we had. So it's had the fresh fruit, it had chocolate, which we obviously have as a frozen yogurt bar, um, but also their busiest time is the winter, and as a frozen yoga bar, obviously our busiest time was the summer. So it seemed to be a good combination. Um, and so we, we reached out to them and in, in talking with them, um, they came to, uh, they had a new concept that they were just beginning, which is incredible edibles. So incredible edibles is an offshoot of edible arrangements. Um, and they had, at that point it was just an idea to them. And so, we became the first Incredible Edibles, which hopefully will be a nationwide uh, franchise. But um, yeah, so we we cut, we shut down in December, kind of rebranded, opened up in March for three days, and then had to shut down for <laughs> the pandemic. So it was a great three days. Um, <laughs> we were very excited about that. Uh, but obviously the shutdown was difficult. However, because we had two businesses in one, right? So we, then we had the edible arrangements side of it. And edible arrangements was able to stay open during um, COVID. So because of we, we delivered and we offered 
you know, fresh fruit baskets. And we, and, and we also offered fresh vegetable baskets. Um, so that kind of kept us going. And, and, and now things are starting to, um, uh, restrictions are getting eased and, and things, I mean, are you, are you seeing a noticeable improvement in what's going on at this point in time in terms of people coming into the store? And I, and I know where your location is. I know that there's also some outdoor areas, uh, right adjacent to your store that people can come in, get something and, and, and go outdoors and eat. So, so how are things going at this point in time? they, things are definitely picking up over the past month, which is so, which is typical, right? For, I mean, we were frozen yoga bar for eight years and winters were always difficult. Um, and then starting usually February, March, things would, things would pick up naturally just because weather changes. And so add COVID and people being stuck in their houses, you know, now with weather, you know, the weather getting better and, um, restrictions being eased. Yes, we're definitely seeing an uptick in the customers who come in. So it's been, it's been good. It's exciting. So, so talk to you, you, you've been a franchisee for, for Delishy. You're now one with um, edible arrangements as, as, as incredible edibles. You know, when you're, when you're going through the process of becoming a franchisee, you know, what, what sort of, what sort of benefits do you see of being a franchisee? Is, is it the fact that there's an established brand? You know, what, what are the good things, what are the good things about being a franchisee? And then I suspect there's some, some downside to it as well. So what's, you know, give it, give our listeners some perspective if they're thinking about uh, franchises out there. Yeah. So I have experience with small franchises and large franchises and brand new franchises and established franchises. And so, um, not until I was kind of thinking about this, talking with you guys today, did I realize that I had all of these experiences. Um, and you know, I think the, the, I did not do my homework before, um, I started, you know, it's been 10 years now that I've been, you know, before, before I got into Delishy, I just, I really just did not do my homework. It was, that was a brand new franchise. Um, the woman who started it had just opened her own frozen yoga bar in Ashboro and she had, she wasn't planning to franchise. And then a bunch of people came to her. So she, she was decided to franchise. So I think she didn't really know what she was doing. We didn't really know what we were doing. Um, and so that was, that was just difficult. It was difficult, um, throughout the eight years that we were there. Cause you know, I think trying to find the balance of what we were supposed to do and what corporate was supposed to do. And, um, so, you know, one definitely do your homework, you know, look, if, if someone is thinking about going, buying into a franchise, I would 100% recommend that they go and spend some time in one of those franchises with the owner, um, and really learning what it takes to run the business, um, what it means to franchise, um, and ha- you know, and there, you know, every franchise is different. So, um, but what what I have learned from being a part of the Edible Arrangements franchise, so that's a very well established, very well known franchise with a huge backing, um, and that that's 
wonderful to have that kind of backing. Um, you know, there's a lot of marketing that I, I don't have to do because it's kind of a well-known name. Um, there's a lot of, you know, the, the, the graphics I get from them, just kind of a lot of things I get from them because they're established franchise I didn't get before. However, I also get the auto shipped things from corporate that I don't need. Um, you know, I don't really have any voice, um, in decisions that are being made. Um, and so that can be, that can be frustrating, but then in the, in between, I have the incredible edibles franchise, which does have the huge backing because it's part of edible arrangements, but it's also brand new. So I have a big voice, um, in there because I was the first store. I mean that, I think one, the second one just opened this week in Connecticut. Um, so I'm, now I'm not the only one, but, um, but in creating that Connecticut store, they used a lot of things that we, we put into practice in our store. Um, and so, you know, I feel like I've been able to have a really big voice in that one, which is, which is exciting. Well, well, uh, Fran, I know from your work with Delishi. Yeah, with your with, with your work in Delishi, um, uh, I, I know there were some frustrations in terms of things that uh, that you wanted to do that uh, you know might have might not have been uh, smiled upon by your franchisor, and 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 uh, in terms of having some flexibility there, you know, and and I guess you know when it, when you talk about cons of of being a franchisee, you're going to run into that. I mean, it sounds like you sort of got a nice sweet spot there, no pun intended, of, of sort of working with a large franchisor, but sort of in a new venture that gives you some flexibility to to, to try some things. But, uh, you know, when it comes to downsides, is it, is it uh, you, know, you know, standardization is great when it comes to brand recognition and marketing, but uh, maybe doesn't give you all the flexibility that you like as a as a business owner slash entrepreneur. Correct. I mean, that's exactly how it feels. You know, I definitely, you know, just as an example for a man a mandate from the edible arrangements corporate. Um, you know, as a business owner, I you know I I value my employees and I value their um, home time and their priorities. Uh, and you know, we have to be open on holidays. We, there's no choice, but we have to be because it's a busy time for edible arrangements. So I understand the business side of it. Um, but it's hard, you know, for me to tell my employees they have to come in and work on holidays. Cause that's not something I did as, um, a delishy owner. I, you know, we were closed holidays because I really respected that, they, you know, their time with their families. And so it's just, it's things like that, that don't necessarily feel good, but I understand them. Um, and if I had a choice, I'd do it differently, but I don't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. So, you know, Fran, talk a little bit about the the cost that uh, people should be considering as they are thinking about uh, being a franchisee. I suspect that 
uh, there's an initial franchise fee. I suspect there's some monthly fees. Uh, talk a little bit about the cost that uh, you run into if you're going to be a franchisee. Yes, there is definitely a cost. And depending on which franchise you choose to buy into, the initial startup cost varies. Um, but there's there's definitely a cost. You're buying into an existing brand and you're paying for not only that name, but all of the you know, research and marketing and that is and all the other pieces, best system or best practices um, that have gone into creating that brand. So there's always a fee when you to buy in. And additionally, there are monthly fees. So you are paying a percentage of your sales to corporate. Um, and, you know, the value of that uh, varies. I have found that um, working with edible arrangements and incredible edibles, I've, it's great value. I mean, I feel like I am getting a lot for what I pay monthly to them. Um, and that's just simply because they've been around for a long time. They're good at it. Um, and they, you know, I know edible arrangements has done a lot of um, over the past probably three or four years, a lot of research on what sells and and what doesn't sell and when things sell. And um, and I can see that in the communications I get from them. Um, and they're constantly trying to develop new things and to develop new revenue streams for the franchisees. So I really appreciate that. But that, yes, there is a there is a cost to that. Um, the other costs are, you know, mandated upgrades. There are times when they come in and they say, you need to do this to your store. Um, and that's expensive, you know, whether you are feeling like you, this is a good time to do it or not, it doesn't matter. You need to do it by a certain date. Um, and, you know, and that is to have uniformity across the country or across, you know, wherever they are, because if somebody walks into, I mean, McDonald's is obviously the best McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, you know what you're getting when you walk in there. And so that is what, that's the goal of each franchise, right? They want uniformity. Um, and so then, the, you know, the other cost is things that get um, auto-shipped from from the company that you know, sometimes are great and sometimes just aren't something that I would have ever ordered on my own. Um, so yeah, those, yeah. It's just part of the deal. So, well, and I, and I would expect it seems like the stuff that you're going to get has a shelf life to it. So, if it does not get uh, bought by a certain point in time, I guess it's going out. Yes, in well, the trash. so some of it unfortunately goes out in the trash. Um, some of it I can reuse or use in a different way on the other side of that store. So we have the edible arrangement store. If they ship me something that I'm not able to use or doesn't sell in the edible arrangement side of the store, I can kind of usually find a way to use it um, either as a topping for the yogurt, um, you know, a blend in for the smoothies or, you know, some way of using it. So it doesn't get wasted. (laughs) Out of curiosity, do you mix CBDs into smoothies or yogurt? Well, if we weren't in North Carolina, we certainly would. However, (laughs) North Carolina laws do not allow us to infuse anything. So we have, um, for smoothies, we have um, honey sticks. 
CBD with honey sticks that the customer can add in to a smoothie. And we also have the caliper packs. It's just um, unflavored powder that you can really mix into anything. So, but we, but we have a lot of CBD infused ready-made drinks. One of our kombuchas on tap um, is CBD infused. Um, So you get the benefits of the kombucha plus the CBD. Um, We have, you know, CBD seltzers, CBD teas, um, CBD juices. So, yeah. And then chocolates and sugars. And I mean, we've got, we've got a lot of different ways to get CBD into your system. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not a big CBD user. You need just to try it. it certainly you, is. <laughs> come on in, Jeff. I'll show you. Uh, I'm, I want to try the kombucha. I haven't had that before, but I've been reading up on that. So I'm yes. going to come by and try that. I'm going to sneak some CBD so, in for you. <laughs> the CBD kombucha is so good. You know, you know, based on your your background and, and and the work that you've done, I can I can understand why you're you're working with uh, uh, incredible edibles. I mean, when you know when you know things didn't work out as well with Delishi, uh, was that something that you just focused on, or did you sort of go through a process to look at franchise opportunities and conclude that was the best one, or how did how did that come about? Uh, well, for, I was, I mean, so Jeff, you and I have met throughout the year. So you are, I think, pretty familiar with my frustrations and the difficulties I had in, in running Delishy. Um, so it was a, actually a pretty big relief to me when, um, the corporate office just kind of went away. Cause I just, cause it allowed me to t- one, take a deep breath and just kind of say, okay, like then think, be able to think, what do we want to do? Being, having now run these stores for eight years, what do I think we need here? What do we want to incorporate here? So, um, and it was really almost serendipitous that we, that incredible edible arrangements was thinking about incredible edibles. It was just kind of this thing that that came about and was really in line with my personal beliefs, right? And, you know, being, um, you know, I played sports forever and work out a lot and try to watch what I eat and eat healthy. And, and so it just kind of combined um, my passions with what we already had. So the, the other incredible edibles will not have frozen yogurt, but because we, had some flexibility and had some say in how things work, we were able to hold on to the best parts of Delishy um, and then mm-hmm. grow from there. And the other ones also will not have an edible arrangements in there. So we're, you know, while we were kind of the um, guinea pig, you know, they're using us to see what sells and what doesn't sell and, um, you know, which is fine. So there's some loss in that, you know, I, there's some stuff that we brought in a year ago that hasn't moved at all. Um, that we had to pay for. So, you know, there's, there's pros and cons to being the first, but um, overall it works really well with who I am, me personally, um, and what my values are. And, you know, the piece that I love is also the interaction with the customers, you know, um, being able to talk with them about CBD, being able to give them a tool that's going to help them either with sleep or with um, pain management um, or with anxiety. I mean, it's it's something I truly believe in, um, and it's worked wonders for me um, as far as pain and sleep. So, you know that 
that part fits with my mental health background, right? I get to really engage. So, so that's that's why you went this direction and not the uh, Burger King franchise. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how good I feel about selling okay. Burger King. But. Well, any 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 final advice for our listeners who are are thinking about uh, operating a franchise that you'd like to leave them with? Um, so, you know, I, what, like I said before, really do your homework. That was a mistake I made very early on. Um, and it's been a lot of learning since then. Um, some good, some bad, obviously we wasted a lot of time and a lot of money in the learning process. So, uh, definitely do your homework, talk with as many people as you can, uh, about what that franchise is and what the opportunities plus the costs are going to be. Um, and, you know, also be open, be open to ideas. I mean, what, one thing over the past year has taught me is that, you know, I need to be flexible and I need to be open and I need to say yes to things, even if they make me anxious or I don't necessarily see the value in them to say, yes, I'd like to learn more about that has been really important, um, in this in this process over the past year. Well, that, that sounds like good pandemic advice yes. <laughs> for, for us, for lots, for lots of areas. So, well, Fran, we, we appreciate uh, learning from your experience uh, as, a, as a, a franchisee and franchise owner. Uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're brave, we're going to do our quick uh, lightning round with you. You up for that? I'm up for it. Okay. Well, yeah, this month's uh, uh, lightning round is sponsored by Globo Gym. If you need to lose some weight and get in shape, probably should go to someone else's gym. But if you already look good, come on into Globo Gym. Check it out on the internet. So, Fran, I'm going to throw some quick uh, questions out to you. Quick responses, quick questions. Ready? Uh, yes, I'll do my best. Okay. Vacation spot that you'd most like to visit after the pandemic? Oh, I'd love to go back to New Zealand, actually. Well, that's, that's not a weekend job. <laughs> Favorite place in the world. Okay. Well, I, I look forward to hearing more about that. Uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, now I'm caught off guard. Um, I don't know, loud chewing when people chew really loudly? Okay, that's, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's uh, great, particularly my husband. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Uh, what, what is your favorite Easter candy? Jelly beans. Jelly beans. Okay. Stock up on the jelly beans. Uh, Beatles or Rolling Stones? Rolling Stones, for sure. All right. Do you have a quarantine TV or movie streaming recommendation? Oh, um, I loved... Uh, the Queen's Gambit was amazing. I did not want that to end. I, I saw that one too. Big thumbs up for, uh, for me on that one as well. Last question. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To fly. To fly. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, I think that's a good one. All right. <laughs> you, you pass. Way to go. Congratulations. Right. So, Fran, if people want to find you or they want to find Incredible Edibles, where should they be looking? Well, our store, the store is located in Holler Mill, which is um, 883 Highland Avenue Southeast, right by Lenore Rhine. Um, 
And you can also shop online at incredibleedibles.com. And we also, yeah, if you shop online, we can do, you can do curbside pickup. You can come in the store, or we can deliver locally. Um, and you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. All right. So look for Incredible Edibles. Also, we also check out our podcast. We have Incredible Edibles is sponsoring our own podcast called Creating Wellness, and I'm the host. And, and I bet that people can find that on the Mesh Podcast Network at themesh.tv. That would be the place. Okay. Well, you can, find a, you can find a lot of good podcasts out there. So people should definitely be checking that out with our friends at The Mesh. And uh, we always like to wind up with uh, some small businesses of the month that people should be checking out. Fran, anything you want to throw out there uh, to our listeners? Can I do two real quick? Go for it. Okay. So... Um, in creating this podcast, I, for, Joy Davis took my pictures, which I hate having pictures taken. And so Joy Davis photography, she's wonderful. She made me feel very, very comfortable in you know, something that was very uncomfortable for me. Um, and then Maggie Tremels.com um, is another small business. She has wonderful information about eating healthy, taking care of ourselves, and teaching kids during this pandemic. Um, so those are my two shout outs. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We'll, we'll look for them. All right. Uh, Gary, what, uh, what small business do you have this, uh, this month? Well, my small business is, uh, from Stephen Rhodes, the machining director here at CVCC. And he's does an amazing job with barbecue and he tours around the state and actually the Southeast, uh, doing barbecue uh, cook-offs and uh, just going. And one thing that's really unique about it, one, he has great uh, product, uh, great food, but he does a lot of it for free or for charity or for uh, religious organizations. And so he really doesn't make money from it. He does it so he can, it's kind of like his mission to help other small businesses and other, uh, well, worthwhile charities. He's a fine guy and is, does it with his wife. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, appreciate Stephen Rhodes uh, doing that. Um, my my small business, and, and I'll, I'll be I'll be interested, particularly in Fran's take on this one. Uh, it, it's one that uh, I, I was reading uh, about uh, in an op-ed piece in the New York Times by Frank Bruni, who is a fellow. University of North Carolina graduate. I actually worked with him on the Daily Tar Heel staff many, many moons ago. We still use typewriters back then, probably. But uh, he actually used to be the food writer for the New York Times. And he wrote about a small business uh, called Nature's Find, F-Y-N-D, uh, in Chicago. And they discovered microbes with origins in Yellowstone, Yellowstone National Park. And they used a special fermentation technology to produce uh, a new-to-the-world nutritional fungi protein, which they are calling FI, F-Y, and they're using this to create a wide range of meat and dairy alternatives. They've started with meatless breakfast patties and uh, dairy-free uh, dairy uh, cream cheese, and FI, FI is a nutritional fungi protein derived from naturally occurring microbes 
with origins in Yellowstone National Park. Um, they uh, say that, um, I'm looking at, it's got one-tenth the fat of ground beef and has 50% more protein than tofu and twice as much protein protein as raw peas, which always that always sounds very uh, appetizing. Uh, they've uh, been very successful in raising funding. They've uh, raised about $150 million in funding, including investments from group, uh, groups that included Bill Gates and Al Gore. Uh, in February, they started selling their, their breakfast patties and, and cream cheese, and they sold out within 24 hours. They were selling, out on, selling it online. So this could be our future cheeseburger, Gary. I know you're a man that uh, appreciates a good cheeseburger, you know, based on, uh, you know, you're, you're someone that's been to McDonald's before. Yes, I have so. to feel a lot of pressure with Fran because she's always talking about healthy food. And <laughs> by the way, you can't see me, but I have my 32 Yeah, I noticed that. Okay. Anyway, so I, check you know, check out Nature's Find. It's www.nature's, N-A-T-U-R-E-S, find, F-Y-N-D.com, and you can learn about them. And uh, as Joe Bob would say, you should check it out. If uh, any of our listeners have a suggestion for our Entrepreneur Exchange Small Business of the Month, email them to us at eexchange at themesh.tv. Fran, we want to thank you so much for joining us today on the Entrepreneur Exchange. We wish you the best of luck, both with your business and with your new podcast venture. You know, uh, you know, and you know, maybe we can come in and eat the uh, you know micro nutritional uh, hamburgers on your show at some point in time. Maybe this so, has been this has been great. Thank you be very exciting. much for having me. Um, Thanks, Fran. Well, we. We want to wish everybody uh, the best. Uh, everyone stay healthy out there and enjoy the spring. And we'll look forward to talking with you again uh, next month. Take care. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.